Hey everyone, this is Gala, community manager from Scopely, and I'd like to welcome you into my favorite podcast, Talking Trek with Ultimate DJ, Star Trek Fleet Command official, unofficial podcast. Now, where is my chocolate? Ah. All right, it's working. <laughs> ah, welcome in. <laughs> Nothing ever works properly. You know what? Gregor has it right. This is the official Scopely podcast. <laughs> Working as intended. <laughs> You're, you got it, Thorn. The things she does for chocolate. You're not wrong. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of microphone she was using, but I mean, I'm sure it was fine. I'm sure, she, sure she was fine. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure she recorded that late. I think she was at home. Eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Audio quality. I know. That, listen, it did sound better in my head, Viper. Thank you for that. But uh, the audio quality, Thatteros, I I get it. But listen, think about this. When was the last time that we actually got um, good audio come out of either Panic, you know, on a podcast or anything like that? Thatteros means right now? You guys have bad quality right now? Seems like it would be all right. Yes, all right. No, it's skipping. It's skipping? Oh, lordy. Podcast potato is live. <laughs> yeah, every, really? Everybody else says it's okay. Mad Dog says it sounds bad. Oh, I can hear it skipping too. It's just Discord. Uh, is you, Discord need to, uh, you need to get the Nitro server knocked up a couple tunes. Yeah, listen. Yeah, you gotta hit a, you gotta I have I'll Nitro. I was switch the voiceover. I have Nitro. Now listen, this leads this leads into my original concern. I said this way, way back in the day. I said that I felt like there was a limit, right? I feel like there is a voice limit, and when we have too many people in, then it's going to start getting bad quality. Well, I read on the Discord website that there was no voice limit. We could have 500 people in here, and it would be fine. I am full green, though, Snake Eyes. I got three bars, and it's full green. I don't understand. I got no explanation. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, welcome in. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Welcome unofficial. into the show. Uh, I, no, I listen, Panic and Gala may have to say unofficial. I can say official. That's that's what I can do. Um, Misty, welcome into the show. Matt Dog, hello. Snake Eyes, your executive producer. He is a producer. He just doesn't have access to like my actual soundboard. But I mean, he does he all should. the work. He does all the work. Yes. Listen, I'm going to start flying Snake Eyes out here. Gregor, can we? Ah, bar- just give him a, a remote desktop connection to your computer. Uh, Gregor, can we borrow your helicopter? Would that be all right? Just. Uh, uh, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, what are you? Uh, what are you eating right now? A club sandwich, you said? Or did you already eat club it? club sandwich. You're yeah. just making fun of my connection. Is that Rio what you're no, I, I, Seriously, I made a club sandwich. Yeah. You guys saw that picture I made a little bit ago. That was, uh, that was a beautiful and uh, wonderful Parmesan-crusted salmon. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, welcome did to the show. Did you have to walk from your wet kitchen to your dry kitchen to finish it? The what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Rich people have a wet kitchen and a dry kitchen. See, I've never even heard of that. that I've never even heard of that. So clearly I am not in that official community. (laughs) 
<laughs> Greg knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, Greg, Greg is like, oh, yeah, I do have a wet kitchen and a dry kitchen. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, uh, welcome into the show, everybody. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get to some news uh, very quickly, and uh, that way we can move along with the show. We got some stuff to talk about tonight. Let's see what we Stupid got. Stupid. Yes. No. <laughs> That's loud. God bless. I'm I'm going to get everything worked out tonight. I promise. Uh, I'll get everything. I I don't have a wet bar either. I do not. Yeah, party at Gregor's place afterwards. Thank you, uh, JB. I'm going to read about that here in just a minute. I want to know. I want to know what I should be building onto my house next, so that I can pretend that I'm a part of that community. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see what's in the news. Ah, uh, yes, McDonald's in the news, and and this is funny. Oh, Gala's not here. Where's Gala? We actually you want me to call her. Uh, no, I actually I see. I told you this, Rev. I told you earlier that I invited her to come by. And uh, I didn't ask her to come, but I invited her to come. And she said she would if she was still awake. She may have passed out. But that's, uh, that's okay. That's all right. Uh, the, the joke was today on the official Discord, she was talking about how unhealthy she eats. And she said, all I'm craving right now is a Big Mac. That's what she wanted all day long was a Big Mac. We were talking about that earlier. So uh, I went and got a Big Mac for lunch, and I sent her a picture. Because once I, once I read her talking about it, I needed one as well. So uh, then I found this headline, which was ironic. McDonald's has scrapped plans to sell five-cent Big Macs in Russia over fears of the coronavirus. Don't really know how those two are related, but uh, doctors are stressed out enough without having to deal with a bunch of people who ate Big Macs. So uh, they're, they're pulling those plans. Um, there's no... Uh, let's see, what is this? Ah, uh, was this last week? Yeah, Groundhog, Groundhog's Day. That was this past weekend, wasn't it? Uh, Sunday was Groundhog's Day. And uh, PETA was in the news calling for Punxsutawney Phil to be replaced with a robot because the cameras, <laughs> this is an official statement, the cameras could be too stressful when he comes out of his hole. I just want to thank PETA for having the guts to tackle important social issues like uh, that of groundhog stress. Sure, there's, uh, there's no cure for cancer. Coronavirus is spreading faster than a fart in a crowded elevator. Uh, but... There is a fat gopher in Pennsylvania who works uh, three minutes a year. I'm glad somebody is uh, on top of that. It's good. It is a priority. Pizza Hut is in the news, uh, now selling a mac and cheese pizza exclusively at Target. It's a way to make kids behave in the store, I believe. They're not going to be able to run around as much if they have gout. So uh, <laughs> don't, have to, don't have to worry about that as, as much in Target. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Sean Weiss. Do you guys recognize the name Sean Weiss? He, Is that the old skateboarder? Yes. He was a child actor who starred in the film The Mighty Ducks. Well, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to dash your childhoods. He was arrested in California after breaking into a home while high on meth. meth. Yep, that happened. Uh, it's a serious crime, and the judge wanted to sentence him to an equally serious uh, judgment and forced him to watch every Emilio Estevez movie ever made. Ooh. <laughs> Cruel and unusual. That's right. Unusual. His lawyer is appealing on those grounds, Rev. Cruel and unusual punishment. Apple is in the news, posted its highest fourth quarter earnings ever, thanks to hotter-than-expected phone and tablet sales. Apple is so thrilled that their factory workers are getting a swing set in the break room. 
I'm just, I'm kidding. Those kids don't get breaks. All right, that's a joke. A new, <laughs> a new need to keep a pair of Nikes. Yeah, a New York man was arrested for DUI after driving his SUV up a ski slope this past weekend. He pled not guilty, uh, but it's not looking real good. Prosecutors have a mountain of evidence. Ha! 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 Thank you. Can we get it up a dumb tiss? Uh, yeah, I think, hold on. I think I'm, yeah, I got something like that. Here, hold on. Uh, yes, uh, allow me. There you go. Uh, critics continue. Uh, critics continue to talk about Jennifer Lopez's 11-year-old daughter. We were talking about this a little bit in Fluffer Time. Uh, how her 11-year-old daughter is it Emmy? Emmy? Emma? Uh, stole the Super Bowl halftime show. For those of you uh, who didn't know who she was, uh, you really couldn't miss her. She was the only one with clothes on. Uh, and there's that. <laughs> And rightfully so, right? She was actually really good, Misty. I, I liked it. A New Mexico man was arrested in a prostitution sting after trying to trade a Chili's hamburger to an undercover cop in exchange for sex. Uh, very disturbing news, especially for the undercover cop. I mean, what does it say about her appearance that he uh, he thought she'd do it for a cheeseburger, right? Not, uh, not good. Not good for her. Uh, finally... Finally, I'll wrap up with this. Atari is in the news. Launching a video game-themed hotel in Phoenix, Arizona. Every room is going to be shaped like a mom's basement. All futons, no beds. <laughs> That's Atari. Atari is in the news. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. You know what? Uh, Dazed, I appreciate you bringing that to uh, to our attention. I actually got that headline literally seconds before uh, signing in here. Kirk Douglas, Hollywood icon, uh, has passed away at the age of 103. Lived a very, uh, very full life and, and did a lot of cool stuff. So uh, thoughts and prayers to his family. Uh, I... I Am, am nervous about coming on the air. It seems like every time we do come on the air, we lose somebody. Uh, I mean, this has happened Someone like three dies, or four yeah. times. Um, listen, you know what? While we're on this, and, and Rev, um, I don't mean to put you on the spot, we have been talking about soup. Uh, we bring him up uh, almost every single week and, and you know, kind of just wanting to check in on him. Do you have an update? How is he doing? Uh, yeah, he's actually doing a lot better. He is currently playing in-game on Server 32. Uh, now, he's not... You know, all day, every day. I mean, because this is a guy that's, you know, just hardcore dedicated former military. He was keeping, like, files on people he knew, not in a weird way, but, like, just to keep him up to date and everything. But, yeah, he's getting back in the game. He's doing events, grinding, raiding. So, yeah. He's oh, I'm really glad to hear that. Last, The last update we had was actually, I guess, probably a couple of weeks ago, right? And he, mm-hmm. was, uh, he was actually in the ICU at that point. So, uh, I'm yeah, glad. Yeah, he's out now glad he's doing well that's awesome and that is ladies and gentlemen whether you're spiritual religious or otherwise that is the power of positive thinking right there okay so uh really really glad that he's doing better and appreciate those of you who kept him in mind uh and i'm sure he appreciates it as well ladies and gentlemen welcome into the show my name is ultimate djs this is talking trek star trek fleet command's official podcast thank you to a number of guests that we've got rev deuce is in the house gregor is here uh welcome into the show i believe no one shell is here as well hello welcome uh Quite, poss- uh, quite possibly he is here. We've got uh, a number of other guests in the in the uh, room as well. 
and uh, we'll be doing uh, checking in with uh, RK, Rugged Knight, and Captain Bull here in just a little bit for a new uh, series, a new segment that we're going to do. And, of course, special thanks to our executive producer, Snake Eyes, who is here as well. Ladies and gentlemen, let's kick off with this. Uh, we are now on our third show since the launch of the Borg Arc. And I want to do this very quickly. I saw that uh, Truck and Chick is in the room. I would like to do just a very, very quick progress report, guys. I uh, want to see how everybody's doing with this. Um, I know that Vita gave me his update here just a little bit ago. He was still uh, still needed about 50,000, I think. Isn't that what you said, Vita? About 55 or 57,000? Uh, points you 57. needed. 57,000 yeah, 57. to max it out. Thateros, uh, 49,000 free to play. Uh, Karen says they're done. Snipes finished today. Uh, uh, Admiral Sinclair, 31,000 to go. Death Dealer, uh, 49,000 to go. Uh, Kess finished it. So you guys, listen, I, uh, I'm really 180,000 to go. I'm sorry, what Grev, did you say hundred and eighty thousand somebody I'm has not behind. yeah, somebody's not been doing their grind. Uh listen guys, I, I'm uh I'm really pleased uh at this because what we're seeing uh, all across the servers is that hey, we're right on track. And and I still mm-hmm. I still chuckle when I get on the official Discord and someone uh, someone said the other day, Well we need fifty thousand points and there's eight days left. I don't think we're gonna get it. They're only averaging four thousand a day. I, I don't know where you got your math. Okay, I don't know where you got your math because 4,000 a day is not the number I came up with. And today's domination gave 15,000, folks. Yeah. 15,000 in today's domination. Now, I know some people say that they struggle with domination, and, and I understand that. I, I get that, but I, I think that we're going to end up with a, with a decent little surplus, okay? Scalyback's got it right. We had 15 today, and if their pattern holds true, then we're going to get 15K tomorrow. Okay, and we still have like ten days left, so or nine days and change now. So um, I just I'm really uh, overall very much pleased with how this event is progressing, and uh, kind of wanted just to, to check in on that and, and see how everybody's doing, see if anybody had any uh, any major problem. Uh, Rev, have you gotten any significant feedback of uh, any other issues, or is everybody progressing pretty much as we expected? Uh, the only issue really coming up right now has to do with today's update, and that is uh, screens are taking far longer to load. Uh, but as far as the Borg, no, I think uh, everybody has found that the points are paying out better than expected because early on, I know a lot of people were thinking 4,000 a day, you had no chance. But Borg's fine. Uh, most recent update did cause a bug with loading times. You know, I, I actually have not been in the game very much today. I actually threw a, a long-term shield earlier today because – domination is is kind of an opportunity for me to catch my breath right uh like uh, snake mm-hmm. guy says i was able to do it with a single click and uh so i spent some other time doing a few other things today preparing and and uh, getting ready for this show and uh looking through some news and stuff like that and playing mario party uh you know <laughs> that's what i did well, can't go wrong with that <laughs> yeah mario party uh was was a lot of fun uh chala says the game is uh is struggling a little bit with that with that glitch you know i um i again i haven't experienced it just because i haven't been on but I'll, I'll tell you this um i got the um the news update or the patch notes and uh, this was really interesting rev that uh we got this uh this big content patch it was it was a significant size as well uh in the Mm -hmm. app store it was like uh, over 100 meg 
and uh, we got uh, one or two features. We got one, which, I, I listen, I haven't had a chance to use it yet, but come Sunday it'll be wildly important, uh, is being able hey, to um, swipe let me away. You on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you got? What you got? You know that every patch you see is about 130 megabytes, give or take. I've never paid it's attention. Every patch. I think it's just I think it's just upgrades, like small incremental ones, because I remember reading somewhere down the line where when they patch a game like these, it's not that full patch you see. It's just part of it. It's not that like the whole game. It's, it's, yeah. patch. I got that. that yeah, makes- so it might be just a 10 meg patch that we didn't notice, so I had downloaded so fast. Well, I, I wouldn't know. I have terrible internet up here, as you guys know. <laughs> yeah, mine it was like instantaneous. It took me a second or two to download a full 130 meg patch. It should take me maybe Listen, half, like 30 seconds. Vita is on here talking about file checksums differences, and I don't know what you're talking oh, about, gosh. dude. <laughs> I don't know. I'm beating myself. My mic's falling down. Okay. Can yes. I ask a question? Absolutely. Please identify yourself and your server, please. Uh, Thedros Server 148 Europe. Uh, Welcome. Does anybody else have like the Borg points uh, differ from the amount of Borg things in your inventory? Okay, so I have Borg I've points. Got like a, are the Borg points showing in the items uh, list? I, I didn't know that they were. Let me. Uh, yeah, I hmm. have like a hundred seventy thousand yes, points, and I've got like or what is it? Yeah, other tab. Is that yeah. uh, is that? Do you think the result of a rounding error, or is it significantly off? I haven't. I actually haven't bothered it's to look. It's about twenty four thousand difference. Oh wow! I actually have not uh, bothered to look. But you know what? Twenty four thousand uh, sounds like an increment that uh, may or may not have been uh, intentional. Uh, remember when Domination? I guess this was probably three or four days ago, maybe five days ago, when Domination double launched. And uh, I thought that I got my double points. I think Batman made sure that I did not. (laughs) Um, But uh, there was a day where double points were awarded. They may have gone through and uh, maybe attempted to fix that. I don't really know. I'm looking in mine right now. Let's see. Where where are they? All the way at the bottom? Other tab. There we go. Board points. I'm showing 174.4,000. And in my event store, oh, yeah, I'm showing 190.6. So I am off by 16.2 thousand. So, yeah, that's interesting. We'll have to uh, maybe dive into that, Rev, see if we can figure out an answer to that potentially. Because, yeah, I um, I don't have uh, an exact answer for that. That's interesting. We'll have to, uh, yeah, I've, that's the same way for, with me, Snake Eyes. I've got uh, credit for scoring more points than I actually have in my inventory. So, uh, that's very interesting. Have to have to dive into that. But uh, the the content patch that we got today, you know, I was prepared to do a uh, a lot of research and and really break it down, and and it was really simple today, right? Avatars are here, and uh, you know, listen, I know <laughs> there's been some mixed review to and this. frames uh, and frames. Yeah, there's there's been some mixed. Um, uh, uh, reviews, I guess, about this or some mixed response. I got to be honest with you. You know, I kind of like the idea, to be honest with you. I think it's somewhat creative. I know that people say we should be spending time working on the bugs and, and we should be doing this or they should be focusing on our feedback and all that stuff. But, you know, at the at the end of the day, guys, uh, these developers are, are there to develop things, all right? And sometimes it's things oh, that... Wow. I I know that's really deep, okay? <laughs> but my point is, they don't answer to us. They don't... Hey, DJ. Yeah, yeah, who's this? Identify yourself this, and your server. Sorry, it's Forex Server 15. I was just going to say, there'll be more... Um, co- there'll be more coming. It'll just be like 50 bucks to get four more. 
<laughs> well, we do not know that. Don't be silly. Uh, listen, I do, but there I, are more coming. I there yes. Now coming. let's let's talk about what the news center said today. Okay, there will be opportunities to earn them. There will be opportunities to uh, to show them off. I listen. At the end of the day, this is a business, so I would not expect there not to be a pay option for you know some type of maybe custom avatar or or at least a pack where you can choose different types of avatars. You know, kind of like emojis or whatnot. I think that we will see um, an expansion of this content. Right now, we just kind of have the first thing. And, and listen, at, at the end of the day, I kind of like how they did it, right? We, as a community, talk about all the time how they need to test something, right? All right, they need to test something on a live environment or they need to debug it. Now, listen, you may argue with me, but I kind of believe that may be exactly what they're doing right here. This is a minor uh, amount of content. It is what we feel uh, a simple piece of coding. It probably is more complicated than that. And the good news is they didn't try to bog it all down at once, right? We got uh, four avatars. It's just the tip of it. <laughs> you you like that phrase, don't you? We yes, got uh, we got four avatars and one frame. And um, as we discovered today with this patch, and it may be related to the avatars or not. But we did find out that we, we do have this, this lag issue or this server load issue. So I yeah. am going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that right now they did limit the amount of content in this because we wanted to get it right. You know, I, I, I kind of feel I kind of feel that that is potentially uh, what they may be doing here. OK, I don't know that yeah, to be I fact. I don't know Let's that to be slow. fact, but but, uh, you know, listen, I think that this is the right approach. If you're going to put something into the community, into a live environment, we we trickle it in. Right. We do it intentionally. We do it slowly. We make sure that it's working before we launch the whole kit and caboodle. Okay, so we got a, a Federation symbol, and then we got three different colored space helmets. Um, I am uh, affectionately referring to them uh, when I discuss with people as Power Ranger helmets. I like them very much. I, don't, ah, I made that too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if uh, CBS owns the rights to Power Rangers, but uh, it's a remarkable likeness. Well, they're supposed <laughs> to be the Star Trek. Exo suits from the movies. So. Yeah, I, I kind of got that. As a matter of fact, someone posted a picture of Chris Pine in his helmet, and yeah, it looks it looks very 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 similar. So that's that's what we got there, guys. But uh, the news center indicates this: more avatars are coming. Uh, they're going to be available through achievements. Hey, somebody made a video about this today. That yeah, is I know. correct. Absolutely, both of my Somebody's. friends. But yes, yeah, somebody's a pair, uh, a pair of dingleberries here, ladies and gentlemen. Rev Deuce and No One Shall both uh, released some commentary on these avatars today, and uh, I encourage you to go check out their channel. And uh, when we get done here, and, and go like and subscribe and, and share those videos as well, because there was some interesting commentary there. And I believe, guys, we're going to see a lot more coming. All right, and one of the funny things is they say um, that we have avatars coming for seasonal arcs. Okay, seasonal arcs. Mm. The the <laughs> the most interesting, interesting piece of that is that what is it a season? I don't know. <laughs> what is an arc? Oh my gosh. What is an arc? Well, let me tell you, no one, nobody in the history of this game has ever used arc? the word arc until right now. All right, no so, one's arc. <laughs> so my oh, guess is, I like it. That is very clever, sir. Put, if you didn't put that in your video, you, that's a big loss. No one's oh, arc. Hashtag no creativity, right there. Uh, 
Now, so I, I guess what I'm saying is uh, it's highly likely that we see content-related avatars showing up. And uh, seeing as how we're in our very first seasonal arc right now, I think it stands to reason that we may have some content-related avatars coming soon. I think we're just fleshing this thing out right now, and I bet you, uh, and again, not been confirmed nor denied, okay? Other content creators are in this room right now, and we don't have any information, but I'd be willing to bet Negative. we see expanded content coming very, very soon uh, regarding you the avatars. What? You know what one of the problems with the avatars is? What's that? If a ship is in a different system, you can no longer see what kind of captain's in it. I did really? I did notice that. Yes, so uh, someone pointed that out on our server. If you look at a ship uh, in a different system, it used to show just one symbol. It used to show the oh. captain. It no yeah. longer does. Okay. It shows the avatar. So, so, so now you can't like see if there's a ship floating around a base. Like, Does it have Khan in the main seat or not? You actually have to have somebody there to be able to scan it. Well, and uh, ladies Which, and gentlemen, to be I, fair, is more lore. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, the problem. I, I don't want to say the problem, but the increase in strategy or skill that's required to, or, or more decision making that's required that the whales have been uh, forced to deal with, called fog of war. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're starting we're starting to see a little bit of that. I mean, a very very small piece, but we're seeing that trickle in here now. You can no longer scan. Uh, or no longer see, because you could never been able to scan, but you can no longer see the captain of a ship in a different system if you're not there. So uh, interesting development there, and uh, I'd like to see how that progresses. Um, I do want to give uh, mad props. Oh, he, he just stepped out. I want to give mad props to Rev Deuce, who created my ultimate DJ's avatar. You guys can see that in the Talking Trek chat room right there. So no one has one. Rev Deuce has one, and now I've got one. I, I kind of dig mine. He, I think he was making a joke uh but i dig it i i like it i said i'm absolutely fine with that like uh 1000 percent so uh yeah very very cool guys um any other questions or comments on the avatars listen i'm gonna wrap up with this as far as the avatars because we got a lot more to get to i think it's a good thing and and the point that i was making um at the hang on just one second no one the point that i was making at the beginning of the segment was i am okay with scopely uh being creative <laughs> i mean at the end of the day uh they do not answer to us we appreciate the fact that they take our feedback but once in a while new new contents or new features or something comes that maybe we didn't ask for but i see this as being a lot of fun down the road wait till we can actually have a list of 50 avatars that we can use wait till there's a content creator avatar or a whale avatar or a pvp avatar kill 10,000 player ships and get this uh, guys is that not a thing in a lot of games kill mm -hmm. 100,000 player ships and earn this avatar it's I, an achievement I, yeah i think that this has uh, i think this has the potential to be a lot of fun all right i'm like sure I'm sure there's going to be some vanity items. I'm sure that they're going to sell some, of course, but there's going to be some for free, too. So I think like, that that's going like to be the fun. the whales from Star Trek Four. Can I? Can I can <laughs> that's right. There you go. Yes, no one. What do you got, buddy? So this prospect of actually having player avatars, eventually when more come out and more gets distinguished in the game, you'll be able to distinguish players way easier than if, like seeing their name or whatever it is, you'll be able to see like, oh, okay, that's DJ, that's no one, that's whatever. Like you'll be able to at least get an idea who they are before, which is awesome. Because I've been wanting something like that for a while. Yeah, because like, in the cases of people like No One Shell, they can't read your username. So, uh, <laughs> no one. Uh, 
I'm teasing you. I, I Listen, I, I don't know that the avatar is necessarily something that you would... I mean, listen, some people may use it to identify players, but I still think it's going to be a lot of fun. Durr says the avatar for 100,000 Alliance helps. Guys, I think there's a lot of fun that we can have with this. Baby Yoda avatar. Not probably going to happen since it's a different franchise. Uh, however... Uh, Tribbles! There, yeah, how about a Tribble? There is so much potential with this, and I choose to see the good in it. I think that this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I think that uh, that this is something that we some people may have scratched their head at today. Not me. I see this as a long term play, and I think it's going to be fun. I do think it's going to be fun. So uh, anybody and else? New store item. Oh, a new store item. I didn't see. I have literally not been in the game very much. Oh, you mean that the the avatars will be a new store item? Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, Every hostile you kill, they tell you you have new store items. Okay. Well, okay. I want you to look very, very closely, guys. We've always gotten that green banner, okay? It always says uh, Saladin defeated hostile, okay? This is a very simple UI thing. I think it's easily corrected, and it affects us zero. That banner has always shown up, and if you look very closely, um, new store items is superimposed over top of what has always been there, which is view Okay. When you click that, I don't know if anybody's ever done it. If you uh, defeat a hostile or a player or a base, for that matter, you can click that bar, and it takes you directly to the battle report. Did you guys know that? Okay. Not only can you swipe it away, but it still has that text. Okay. Yeah, Misty, if that bar shows up, you can click the bar. It takes you directly to the battle report. Okay. Uh, so it, what is there now, it does say new store items, which is a very simple UI error. I don't think that's going to affect us none uh, because underneath that, if you look closely, it does still say view. So it's, it's performing. And if you click it now, it still does take you to the battle report, does not take you to the store. So um, I, I, Vita says uh, sometimes annoying. I'm not even going to call it annoying. I mean, it's always been there, at least now we can swipe it away okay uh we can swipe it away omicron uh the pop-ups including the annoying cargo full one that's what we're talking about you can now swipe that away okay uh so yeah snake eyes sums it up it's just a text glitch means cargo absolutely full has been gone for a while yeah um, forever oh see i didn't i it's so i got so used to ignoring it i never just i never paid attention it was to such it. a subtle loss that you didn't almost didn't yeah got uh, well it, it's it very great. it's very rare that i hit enough hostels that my cargo's full you know it doesn't happen very often as a matter of fact it used to happen when i was grinding lower level separatists right separatists but, yeah yeah but i i don't do that anymore now i'm i've i've grown up i'm a big boy now i can hit bosses so i don't hit enough bosses to fill my cargo hold so anyhow but listen separatist <laughs> what i'm sorry someone was talking please uh speak up and give me your name and your server please it's Cass, server 15. I said my cargo hold fills up every day when I do my daily. Yeah, well, that that probably means you're not hitting high enough hostels, possibly, maybe. Or maybe you are. I know you, you sent me the screenshot. You're hitting like 40s. So, yeah, listen, Kess, you just, you just have super bad A ships, man. I've tried to duplicate what you're doing for whatever reason. I can't. I don't understand it. My ship is more powerful than yours. My ship has more upgrades than yours. I simply cannot duplicate your efforts. Can't do it. Uh, Thorn says, Cass is a machine. I believe it. Durr says, think, baby, think. I get it. You guys have some kind of 
voodoo magic over there. So, guys, let's do this. Let's take a very, very quick break. When we return, we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of today's show. I want to take uh, an opportunity to thank our special guest here today, Rugged Knight and Captain Bull. And, boy, do they have a treat for you. We're going to talk to them coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Don't go anywhere. My name is Ultimate DJs, and this is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Don't go anywhere. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Caress Moisturizing Body Bar. And for a little more fun in the bath, try our new Fondle, Squeeze, and Slap and Tickle Body Bars. It's the animated thriller that's dividing audiences everywhere. White House Pictures presents James and the Giant Impeach. Look, a peach! Our country is in serious trouble. The Democratic Party hates the president for not doing things their way. How dare you disagree with us? What I say is what I say. But stopping him will not be child's play. Shut up, you little grub. James and the Giant Impeach, a film that will leave you speechless. I know words. I have the best words. Well, that makes you the luckiest boy alive. Now playing in the Senate and coming soon to a cable news channel near you. The Democrats have to now decide whether they will continue defrauding the public with ridiculous bullshit. Welcome back to the show, everybody. You can go yeah. I was talking to uh, Gregor before the show, and I, I was asking him what he thought maybe we should be playing today. He gave me a couple of uh, a couple of song suggestions, and I ended up not using any of them. Sorry, Gregor. <laughs> is he still in here? Nope. Yeah, there oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I ended up not using those because I, I stumbled across as we were as we were discussing. I stumbled across the um, the Fleetwood Mac Best of album, and I was like, oh my god, I got to use that. That's that's amazing. So. <laughs> I went with that. Go your own way. Welcome in. Looks like uh, you guys are picking up my slack, and you decided to do a server roll call uh, while we were away at break. <laughs> Ooh, the Goo Goo Dolls. I like that. Uh, yeah, we can do a quick server roll call. Let's do it. Uh, Mayhem, server 17, but types 18, so I'm not exactly sure there. Uh, Durblitz, no. See, listen, I've gotten this comment a couple times. People talk about why we talk about politics on this show. We're not talking about politics. We are not. We make fun of everybody equally, okay? I've said this like a dozen times. We make fun of all of them. Listen, if it's if they are breathing on Capitol Hill, I will find something to make fun of them with, okay? Now, listen, I don't know if you guys can hear this or not. It is absolutely pouring the rain where I am right now. So uh, I don't know if you guys can hear it. If I get really super quiet, can you hear the rain beating down on my garage's metal roof? I don't know if you can't hear. Let me turn up the mic really loud. Eh, maybe not. That might just be fuzz. Yeah, it's really loud. I love. I just rain. thought you got a super big gulp. I uh, yeah no, I love rainstorms in the country, man. I really do. Like it's a. It's a cool thing just to sit out on the porch and, and watch a rainstorm or watch a thunderstorm. So, uh, yeah, Durr says it's anarchy in here. I can I can see it. You guys are just doing your own thing here. So uh, welcome in, everybody. Yeah, pouring the rain. Is that not something you've ever heard, Snake Eyes? Do people not say pouring the rain where you're from? Is, 
Anybody else with me? Does anybody say pouring the rain? Of course you do, right? Yeah, no. Pouring rain. Day says you've never heard that? Chick says no, Skippy's. Oh, my gosh. Downpour, pouring rain, pouring the rain. Use it in a sentence again. It's pouring the rain. <laughs> no, Everybody is saying no. Oh, my God. I am a redneck. Uh, Vintage says it must be a hick thing. I guess so. Yeah, pouring the rain. Uh, pouring down, pouring rain, downpour, pouring rain. Uh, snowing like crazy. <laughs> Raining cats and dogs, but no thee. Um, well, guys, there you go. There is my redneckedness uh, popping out on you. It's pouring the rain over here. Pouring the rain. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome into the show. So, guys, listen, the second part of uh, the content today, I wanted to kind of touch briefly uh, on what we did here earlier, the Borg update, progress reports. Everything looks good. Appreciate you guys uh, doing well with that. It sounds like everybody is on pace for Borg reconnaissance. So, um, And, of course, the Avatar thing that we discussed, that's a, a new content patch with a lot of potential. But I want to get into the meat and potatoes tonight, if you will. I want to get into the chicken and waffles uh, is one I want to get into here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, if I may, I would like to introduce uh, a couple of guests that we've got tonight. Uh, Rugged Knight uh, is on the channel with us. Rugged, good evening and welcome to you, sir. Are you, uh, are you with us? Rugged Knight. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I was uh, they, on the phone. Uh, oh, there, there you go. Uh, welcome into the show. And Captain Bull is Captain Bull with us uh, this evening. He said he had to go. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, there's the whole segment blown to hell. I feel like I've been set up. Yeah, you uh, you very may possibly have been. Well, that, listen, that's okay. Uh, Rev, thanks. Uh, appreciate you being here, man. Sorry uh, you had to miss uh, some good quality content time for my shenanigans here a little bit ago. Later, Rev. Yeah, appreciate you being here, buddy. Um, listen, uh, all right, rugged. Well, this is uh, this is your show, buddy. Uh, here's what I wanted to do, guys. We have been talking about officers we've been talking about the battle triangle we've been talking about some research and i want to continue uh our little mini series here so to speak okay and this is kind of developed into this it wasn't really my intention to make this go into a multi-episode kind of arc <laughs> wink wink uh but i i do want to continue this topic because there's a lot to go over here and i want to give a lot of credit to rugged knight uh who was kind of the guy that snapped me awake to officers, what, rugged, eight, nine, ten months ago uh, when we're talking and, and we're both rolling around the universe in, uh, you know, Kira's, <laughs> you know, or or even uh, what was it, the Tala? We're running yep, around. Definitely the Tala. The Tala. We're running around and, and the galaxy. And, and, guys, you can just imagine before the combat update and while whales were terrorizing the universe with jellies and we had uh talas that were running around in that were what 25 26 30,000 power maxed okay um officers were just as important then uh as they are today and maybe even more so today okay and so i want to i want to go probably more so rugged wouldn't you say because we've got so many more of them and we have so many more types of ships now so the the way that you crew your ship for pvp for pve uh or uh, bosses mission captains uh, just there's a, a ton of different things that you can do right now with ships and officers so i'd like to welcome you in now i, I teased this segment coming into the show because bull was going to be here and i invited both of you to be here and i was going to call it um 
the the Knights bullpen. <laughs> so we've actually got a room on our Discord called the bullpen, uh, where uh, Bull contributes some officer ideas. And so uh, I welcome Rugged Knight to the show as well to offer your expertise. So welcome into the show, buddy. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm not doing bad. Good, good, good. You caught me at a good week. I'm finally getting over my cold. Oh well, good. Yeah, you sound you sound good. You sound congestion free. So glad you're uh, glad you're feeling better. Listen, I uh, I want to um, start with this. Okay, uh, we talked yesterday, and I gave you a couple of ideas about some things I wanted to talk about, and I want to kind of set this up with the community in this way, ladies and gentlemen. I want to discuss functional officer loadouts. Okay, we are fully aware of the officers that don't work don't care for the purposes of this segment right now we are all on equal footing okay we all have officers that work we all have officers that don't work and so for all intents and purposes i do not care about the offices officers that don't work i want to know how i can be effective right now and what uh, we were discussing yesterday kind of prompted the idea for this mini series was that uh and and uh Rugged, you'll get uh, a small chuckle out of this. I'm going to give a shout-out. I've done it before. I'm going to give another shout-out right now to um, Achu of the Athenians. Buddy, he continues to whip my tail. Yesterday, by God, son, uh, between him and the early part of the day and shout-out Boko last night, uh, trying, I was trying to, to get in on defending a raid, and, buddy, they whipped my tail up and down Pajem. I mean, it, it was not even funny. All right. Now, I appreciate uh, a couple of the Boko members who, who came out and said, well, you know, in fairness, it was 10 against one. It shouldn't matter. I shouldn't have died the first time every single time. <laughs> I should have had an opportunity to take out a few of you. Um, so, uh, I, forks again, DJ. Yeah. The fact that you had miners on your bridge crew didn't help. Okay. Okay. So we're, <laughs> thank you for bringing that out. Uh, here's why. Okay. Here's what we're going to talk about. And rugged, this is where, uh, I want your expertise and I hope Gregor's still with us. Cause I know we've had, uh, some interruptions here this evening. Uh, yeah, Gregor's still in and I'd like to invite his commentary as well. I, I had this conversation last night. I'm going to start with this guys. I want to know how to set my crew for PVP. Okay, and then I got to thinking this would be a great topic for the show, right? And we want to make it all encompassing. So we're going to start rugged with uh, what I told you we would kind of be prepared for, and then we'll open up some questions. Um, let's start with PvP, all right? Because we're probably going to have to break this up over maybe more than one episode. I'm not real sure. We'll see how it goes. But PvP is player versus player, fundamentally different than PVE, which is basically uh, player versus. Uh, what does it actually stand for? Player versus enemy? Player versus electronic? Huh? Environment? Player versus environment. See, I didn't actually know that. Thank you for that. So basically killing hostiles, okay? Um, what I want to discuss first is PvP because, guys, it, it never stops, okay? You can grind hostiles all the live long day, and you know what to expect, although we will talk about crews a little bit later. But, Rugged, you and I have a long history of of button our ships together okay we we've done this in cooperation we've done this in battle um we always have you've always had an edge on me uh and i have always believed that it was your uh, intellectual ability regarding officers tell me uh and we talked to bull last week tell me a little bit about your pvp setup and then we're going to start breaking that down on various different ships so what's your primary pvp crew um these days it's a little bit hard for me since the ship rebalance. I don't have any of the 32 or the 34 ships yet. 
I'm kind of just stuck out in no man's land with the 28s. But what I was using um, was Kirk Spock. They are my go-to, whether it's with my Centurion or my Saladin. Um, in terms of what I have leveled, you can't beat their effectiveness. What they do is they work to extend your combat out. So even if your ship isn't as strong as the opponent's ship, even if your ship is not putting out as much damage, if you're extending the fight by three, four, five rounds, you have a good shot at winning because the way they work is they restore your shield HP. Shields mitigate damage at a four to one ratio. So every four points of shield damage you take, you only take one point of hull damage. And that's regardless of whether you have... Um, enough shields to fully absorb the blast or you only have one point of shield left. So the more shielded hits you take throughout the battle, the less hull damage you take. And obviously, when your hull reaches zero, you lose. Whoever's hull reaches zero first loses. So the reason that Kirk Spock works is entirely because you take less damage than your opponent does by a substantial amount. So I've heard um, uh, several different opinions on on this particular piece. I'm going to ask your opinion on this. Last week, uh, Bull explained to us why sometimes he chooses to fight against the triangle. Okay, is this uh, a practice that you use? Uh, do you recommend it, or or do you feel? Because uh, I've gotten another comment that says, you know, you should try to keep your ship in your lane. It's going to be more effective that way. So why start yourself at a disadvantage? Uh, when you're looking at a ship or a system full of warships that you're you're trying to defend against a raid or you're attacking a raid, what is it that you're looking for specifically? Just at first glance, who do you attack and with what ship? So... That's an interesting one, because the triangle definitely has an effect. And like I said, I've not necessarily PvP'd that much since the uh, ship rebalance. Prior to the ship rebalance, though, I would definitely <clears throat> seek out specific ships over what class of ship they were. Uh, for instance, I would throw my salad in all the time against um, equal power centurions equal power mayflowers slightly stronger mayflowers much stronger mayflowers any mayflower <laughs> you kind of get the hint yeah. <laughs> um whereas it would actually lose against legionaries because the legionary gets the damage bonus against federation and it actually has enough hp to actually absorb the hits so that kind of comes back to the point i made earlier about hp being everything so, so you really want to look at what, how effectively you can drain someone's hit points to zero. And that's <clears throat> really where it comes down to. And the best way to figure it out is to just try. Um, looking at the triangle, you would never throw your salad in against the Mayflower, especially if it, the Mayflower shows higher power level. But most of the time it'll lose because of the way the ship is balanced. Okay, so once the combat update occurred, we saw... Um, the Sally 
<clears throat> lose I don't want to say it lost its effectiveness but it became more in line like and I know Rev had talked about this in a in a chat that he did the other day that it used to be just interceptor interceptor like that was the those were the ships in the game right the interceptors were the OP ships and now it's kind of reverse course a little bit it almost looks like interceptors have a little bit of an edge um, you had talked a little bit about uh, the fact that you don't have a 32 ship and, and I just got one by the way I got my first level 32 ship just two or three days ago I purchased a Gladius and when I say purchased I use faction credits I didn't pay for it I just had enough faction credits to get it with the blueprints I already had and so that therein was the only reason listen I was kind of wanting to get an Intrepid uh, and I had fallen in love with a Burrell but I had enough credits for a Gladius and so I thought well I'll take that one <laughs> it's free right so I built it and um, of course, it's another interceptor. So I am running very interceptor heavy. My uh, Gladius is not super great right now. It's only a tier four. So it's not terrorizing the galaxy like I would like it to be. But there's a lot of Sally's still out there, okay? So when you are looking to go out and do some PvP, how do you prepare? What do you crew with? Do you crew for your ship? Or do you crew for who you're going to try and target? I would say if you have the crew available, absolutely crew for who you have to target. Um, <clears throat> if you're just going to be going out sweeping a system, yes, crew a generic PvP crew because you'll be hitting everything. But if you're defending against a specific opponent or you're attacking a specific opponent, crew for what they're bringing. When I was fighting in one of the numerous wars that we were in, um, <laughs> most of our opponents have Klingon ships. So I would make sure that our guys were focusing on leveling the anti-Klingon officers. So Lenar is an excellent example for that. We went from having Brels destroy Intrepids, because the Intrepid was a piece of crap before the combat update, to the Intrepid absolutely demolishing the Brel just because of that one officer. So it's a mix of combat triangle. It's a mix of knowing how your ship fights. And it's a mix of having the right tools available to you. And officers are that tool. They are the piece of your ship that you can physically change for every single scenario. And now that they've gotten a lot of the officers fixed, now that they have introduced new highly effective officers, um, you are able to actually do that. You are able to customize your ship for engagement to engagement to really come up with an effective um, strategy that will win situations that otherwise you wouldn't. So I uh, want to <clears throat> share a story. This was many, many months ago on this server. As a matter of fact, before I believe probably either of us had an epic officer. Uh, Rugged, I remember... I remember having conversations with you about green officers and blue officers, and then one day I sent you a screenshot of a full Nero pull, and you and I got a really good laugh out of that because it it was rare at that time, and at that time nobody knew that Nero was <laughs> – maybe as ineffective as, as he was or just not as effective as we had hoped right because he was a purple he was the first purple and uh, we all expected him to be like the ultimate officer and i remember showing you that screenshot and and we kind of went back and forth right you got a you got another full officer pull and we started kind of comparing notes on officers thereafter 
Um, let's start at the beginning, all right? And I know I told you I wanted to give you some scenarios, so I want to make this uh, a, a little bit cookie cutter, but we'll, we'll twist on it a little bit. So for the younger players listening to this podcast right now, we're going to go all the way back, and we're going to go back to level 22. Now, I, I would say I'd go to level 20, but my advice to you is if you're level 20, don't waste time on the Kira. <laughs> Rugged, do you agree or disagree on that? I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. I, I agree with that. It starts off too weak. Um, as far as I know, the Jelly or the North Star are relatively obtainable at the 18 to 20 bracket. So there's no reason to start with the the Kira, guys, is an interceptor that you can obtain at level 20. However, it's crystal hungry, right? And what else in the game is crystal hungry? All survey Everything. ships. All survey ships, especially that at that at that point. So at that point, you're building envoys, right? You want, and listen, for you younger players, you want three envoys. Trust me, you want three envoys, especially if you're in an alliance that raids. Okay, so let me uh, let me say this real quick, and then we'll talk about the attack ships. But if you are in the low twenties or even the upper teens, and you're in a position where you have an envoy, you're ready to build the envoy. Um, <laughs> right now, you're gonna you're gonna see in our Discord if you're with us live that a lot of people have enough for thirty envoys. I probably have forty some, and I've actually built most of them because I'm scrapping them. Doesn't that pain you to hear level twenty players that we're scrapping our envoys and you are just dying to get the blueprints um it's a good way to convert the uh, two-star mats to three-star oh i get it I absolutely i'm just thinking about the two-star players that are out there men like man how do i get a second envoy i wish i could grind blueprints from a second envoy meanwhile we have eleven thousand. um best place rugged to grind envoy blueprints i would believe would be separatist space do you agree or is there another place um i honestly haven't looked into it's it been all a that long much. time hadn't it? <laughs> it's been a really long time yeah <laughs> it's been a long time guys envoys drop uh, if i'm not mistaken and you guys can correct me uh envoy blueprints drop the best out of loot chests that you get from killing either level 17 or level 22 separatist hostiles okay uh 17 yeah. would be better 17 is better there you go okay uh i, I thought it was 17 are the 22s dropping horizons uh, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't think so. I don't remember. I think they do drop some horizon. Yeah. So level 17 separatist uh, systems, there's one in each section of faction space. That's the best place for you to grind your envoy so you can get more of those. And just as a side note, if you are a younger player, join an alliance that likes to raid and focus on your survey ships more so than your warships. Because guess what? You're not going to be cracking bases. I can promise you as a level 20, you're not cracking bases. Okay, but you need to be able to raid the bases that your team unlocks for you. Okay, so let's skip ahead from level 20 to level 22 and the introduction of the Voclus. All right, the Voclus is a two star, uh, I'm sorry, a three star common ship. It is an explorer, which means its primary defense is extra shield and when we say extra shield uh we go back to bull's comment from last week it's not the white line and the blue line shield and hull that you see on a battle report but it's extra shield for the purposes of mitigation rugged knight just sped uh, just said it here a second ago for every po uh, four points of damage three goes to the shield one goes to the hull so extra shield is really really nice now rk how does a battleship's uh shield piercing affect that mitigation it does it change the ratio from four to one or three to one or how does that how does that affect that mitigation 
so it actually doesn't change that mitigation at all. Um, what what that means, if you look in the battle reports <clears throat> under each line where there's an attack, it'll say, your ship did this much damage, the enemy mitigated this amount of damage, then this amount of damage went to shield, and this amount of damage went to hull. The place that shield piercing and shield deflection in this example affect is that line that tells you how much damage was mitigated in to start with. So think of it this way. Um, let's say you have, I don't know, a, a Kevlar vest on you and someone shoots you with a gun that doesn't penetrate the vest. You still feel the pain. It still hurt you. That's the damage that went through the mitigation. But the mitigation was the fact that the bullet never touched right. my skin. Okay. Exactly. I like that. So, okay. So increasing the- your yeah, so increasing your shield deflection, uh, your dodge and your armor all increase that mitigation line. And then increasing your shield piercing, your accuracy, and your armor penetration all decrease the enemy's mitigation line. So you're going to get more through the vest, so to speak. And once it gets through the vest, that's where you start your... Is it is it three to one or four to one, you said? It's four to one. So for every four points... So out of five points, four goes to shield, one goes to hull. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. As far as I know, the only one who does change that shield uh, is the new Borg officer. The new... You're absolutely... You're absolutely right. Yeah, we were, I was going to talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, he, uh, he Harrison changes and the Borg guy change yeah. that ratio. Harrison as well. Okay, so um, guys, now I know Der Blitz is in here and he's saying, listen, I had a fully tiered Vok and it was worthless against any faction warship. Um, yeah, listen, any level 22 player is going to struggle against any faction warship. Okay, that's not a lie. Okay, as a matter of fact, uh, RK, would you agree that probably the only three-star common ship that stands any kind of a chance against a faction ship would be a Kumari versus probably a Mayflower? Um, that is probably the only combination that, that really kind of favors the three-star common over the uh, three-star uh, uncommon. I would, I would shoot a decently tiered Kumari against any weaker of the level 26 ships, so the Payflower, the D3, or the Legionary. Um, the reason being that those ships rely on not the combat triangle, but the faction triangle to really do their most damage. And where the Kumari is not a, a ship. not a faction ship. Snake Eyes says he used to eat my, my Payflower. He did. <laughs> he did. And that was before the combat update. So, I mean, it was especially sucky back then. All right. So, let's fast forward. We're, we're on a level 22 ship. Uh, this 22 ship is a Vokless. It uses primarily gas. Um, and you want to go out and you want to engage in some PvP as a young 22 on an inter, or I'm sorry, on an Explorer crew. Uh, using mostly greens and possibly a blue uh, for our younger players, RK. Who are you picking? Who's on your bridge? So for real basic um, entry-level PvP, because let's be honest, that's where we're talking right now, um, you still can't do better in a lot of cases uh, than the cadets. The ability to mitigate damage is just so crucial compared to the ability to increase damage output that you really have to look at it and just see that, hey, this is probably the best. So for an entry-level generic PvP crew, I would suggest Cadet Uhura, um, then either Cadet Kirk or Instructor Spock just for the synergy boosts. 
and then um, the green PvP officer that reduces energy damage taken, uh, Vixus, for the same uh, reason. What's why up? Not, Someone said she was broken, but I didn't believe it. Why not McCoy? I, okay, Cadet hang, McCoy. Hang on one second. Well, um, now Cadet McCoy, I like him on uh, my swarm crew, but he is a boost. Is his ability? His is a boost to Yohara, correct? Yeah. Boost to the captain. Okay. So, um, listen, he's only a 5% boost, though, if I'm not mistaken. And Vixus is going to get you, what is she? She's like, she's like a 15 or a 20%, right? No. Cadet yeah, she, McCoy boosts the, uh, the captain ability as his officer ability. Right. He boosts it by, at my level, 10%, which is 2% of her max, at max synergy. So it boosts it by 1% on base or 1.5% on half synergy. Okay, so you you like Vixus and I do I do want to keep this uh, relatively on point. Vixus because a lot of people listen, a lot of people have different scenarios, okay? And and I I'll, I'll welcome some of those other scenarios here in just a little bit, but I want to give RK an opportunity to get through his list. Uh, Vixus, believe it or not, that is an officer I used to use. We used to talk about that. That is an officer that I used very early on. So let's fast forward two levels, RK, and now you've had a chance to build your Kumari your Kumari is a level 24, three-star common battleship. It uses primarily three-star uncommon ore, and uh, it has a boatload of hull, okay? Um, it's slow as molasses in January, but it has staying power, okay? We were just talking about the Kumari a few minutes ago as being the one ship that could actually start to tackle three-star faction ships, okay? Uh, as a matter of fact, that level 24 ship is uh, is capable, uh, in Rugged's mind, properly crewed, of being able to tackle any of the faction 26 ships. So let's say you get a decent level Kumari, RK. How are you crewing that one, buddy? So for the Kumari, I absolutely love Kumak as a captain. All right, Kumak he is, is a blue officer, right? Yep, he's a blue officer um, for Nero's. Um, his officer ability doesn't do a whole lot, especially at this stage, because you're probably not going to be running Nero. Um, there's no effective burning crew outside of Nero or Charvenex, so you don't even have to worry about it. But his ability increases your stat percentage or your stats each round of combat. I would typically run him with um, Livis and Javade to really pump up your Kumari's hull HP and um, mitigation. If you hit a new tier of stat boost, it increases your shield HP, it increases your hull HP, it increases your damage output. It's supposed to um, increase your mitigation, but I've not really seen that ever work. Um, whether it's from stats or bones or anything like that all right let me ask you this question and guys I, i'd prefer to do it this way just so we don't get a bunch of chatter on the channel but i do like dj gurr's comments so rk let me ask you about this he is saying that kumak is only effective if the fight lasts more than 25 rounds anything shorter than that and you're losing out is that right that's not been my experience but i also haven't used him as captain since the combat update and when they buffed um, percentages in the tier 
Well, now that that's true, guys, and you and you got to remember this one thing, okay? A lot of us, uh, I, I'm going to say, you know, in the mid to upper 30s, which is where RK is and where I'm at, uh, or low low 30s at least, okay? You got to remember, a combat update to us is is the same as it was for you, only about six eight weeks ago. We were doing this back in the days, okay, back in the dark days, okay, back in the days where there was no row, <laughs> okay, back in the days when system sweeps were a real thing you snowflakes today you got no idea <laughs> you got no idea rk am i wrong i'm telling you uh so the combat update may have impacted this a little bit guys uh Forex says dj Gur is right kumok has been affected uh in the new combat update so uh then yeah in that case you know, kumak uh may not be the right suggestion and and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to reevaluate um you know some of these suggestions because again when i asked rk to come on you guys got to remember our personal experience is from prior to the combat update i mean six seven eight months ago and and of course there was no pike okay there was no pike that didn't happen back then so um you know there there were different officers and there may be some different ones today and we'll talk about uh some of those as they proceed so let's fast forward in time okay now you've got a level 26 ship now as you indicated uh as you i'm sorry go ahead I said, why? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, why do you have a level 26 ship? Because Ultimate DJs gave one away on his show, and that's how I got it. Um, yeah, so the level 26 ships, guys, uh, and again, we us older players were a little bit we're a little bit jaded on the 26 level ships, only because when they first came out, they were rough, right? They were what we consider to be extremely underpowered all right now listen those of you who are getting them today much much more worth it okay much listen i i will i will speak to their benefit today okay now if you're progressing quickly i think rk and i can agree if you're a level 26 and you think you can get to level 28 in the next 30 days then maybe not buy a level 26 ship. But if you're progressing free-to-play, if you're moving slow and you know that it's going to be a couple months before you get to level 28, then or if you know that you can get to 28 and you don't have the faction credits to get a level 28 faction ship, then maybe not. There's several different scenarios in where you want to gauge your own growth. Okay, But let's say at level 26, hey, you know what? There's another ship option there, isn't there, RK? Say we skip the warship and we decide to invest in a Horizon right a um, couple of different ways to go about this now now you've got this horizon now you can raid with it you can mine with it all right and crew is still important there so uh, i know this is going to throw you for a little bit of a loop we didn't talk about this but there's one or two little hints for especially for the new players listen us veterans are going to laugh at this we're going to think gosh everybody should know this but you know what some younger players may not and there's a blue officer used uh as the uh, surveyor and a miner that is very important when raiding rk can you tell me a little bit about it yep you absolutely want stan somewhere on the bridge he doesn't have to be captain but you need him there because he increases the cargo hold of your ship by a substantial amount uh the more cargo you can hold the more you loot from a base and the uh faster you drain the base before it can shield or defend it so, and that, guys, by the way, is an ability that's good for a Horizon or a Botany Bay or uh, an Envoy, even, if you're a lower level and you get a full pull 
of Stan. Okay, he's a great officer. Now you always want to use him on your largest cargo hold ship because it's a percentage boost, right? So if you are boosting a cargo hold of ten versus a cargo hold of ten thousand, you're going to get more benefit out of the larger cargo hold. So you definitely want to use Stan on your largest cargo hold ship so that you can, like he said, carry more loot when the bigs in your alliance crack a base for you. Okay. Now let's get to the meat and potatoes, where a lot of us are now, where a lot of us at least were maybe within the last couple of weeks or a month, is level 28. And now the, the triangle comes into play. Decisions have come into play, okay? You're level 28 now, and you have already started grinding on your reputation. So let's talk about these three different factions, RK. And, and for the record, where do you stand with your reputation right now? Uh, I am currently Romulan and Fed. Uh, just hit 10 million Romulan because I've been lazy uh, working on Fed now to get it locked. And then I'll start the grind. Okay, so you um, and your current ops level is? 33. You're a 33. All right. And so you've got your 28s uh, or you got your, uh, your Romulan locked. We're working on your positive in Federation. And if you don't mind, tell me what level 28 faction ships are you running right now? I'm running both the Saladin and the um, Centurion. Okay, Sally and Centurion. And we're going to, we'll discuss Bordas in just a few moments because that's the Klingon battleship. But uh, let me ask you this. So you're gearing up for battle, buddy. Which ship are you taking out today after the combat update? Who are you taking out? After the combat update, I'm still taking out the Saladin. Um, I found because of the way event rewards work at this level, it's been far easier to tear up than the Centurion has been. So it's just it's just flat out stronger for me. Well, and it has the big gun too, right? It's yeah, it it's, does. It's got that big gun. And and I still have Harrison, even though he's not as effective as he used to be. Oh my gosh, you're one of the you know what? I'm not surprised that you're a Harrison guy. You've been an officer guy in the game since day one. Even when I would misinterpret the ability of an officer, you always had the correct interpretation. You were always correcting me and saying, Hey, this and no, you're reading this wrong. This is what it's actually doing. All right, so a Centurion uh is the Romulan level twenty eight ship. And for those of you who uh, are not familiar, it is an explorer. The Saladin is the Federation level twenty eight ship. And between those two ships, right now, RK is saying, hey, the Sally is my PvP choice. So what crew are you running on that? And let's assume let's assume that you've gotten all the purples, you've worked through the game, you've gotten at least a level five. But as your name and your crew, RK, I would also like for you to give your levels of those officers. That way we know, because listen, levels and stats of officers do matter, okay? So when you're looking at this and you're saying, well, I could use Kumok, but he's only a level one because you haven't leveled him up probably not as effective as he might be for RK, who's got him to level 15 or 20. All right, so keep that in mind, too. RK, tell us about your PvP setup for your Sally. So I've got a couple uh, different setups that I can run. Um, one that I'm working on right now is pretty much the the faction-specific officers that I was talking about earlier. So Lenar, Yanag, um, Mirek, Yuki, uh Krell, yeah and i'm sure one or two others that i'm forgetting um those guys are extremely powerful but they need to be max promoted they work basically what they do is they take a certain officer stat and just multiply it by the percentage of their ability 
and add it as flat damage to every single shot that you do. So they're really effective on ships that shoot often. They're really effective and get more so if you have prime officers. And unfortunately, they get a massive, massive percentage boost going from uh, second to last promote to final promotion. I think it goes from like 175% to 500%. Yeah, that's huge. And see, here's here's the thing. I struggle with those officers. I don't have them there yet. I have mine to level 10, which is only 100%. So they're not doing – I mean, they're, they're helpful. I've used them in armadas. I feel like they're helping me in armadas, but I don't feel like they're overcoming enough of what other people are throwing at me in PvP. So I've they been don't. using I've been using a couple of different things because yeah they're not they're not overcoming the mitigation. Yeah, they're they're just not there yet. Even if you've got prime officers and focus exclusively on that stat until that five hundred percent mark, they just don't do it. So guys, uh, let this kind of be something that you're working towards as you're working on these ships. Don't forget about your officers. Officers are so wildly important. And RK said it best here about uh, ten or fifteen minutes ago is that at this point in the game. Okay, the only differences that we have are officers at this point at level 32 and level 33. We all have the same ships. (laughs) We all have the same upgrades, really. Okay, look at what Kess and I were talking about earlier. Our ships are identical. I cannot kill a level 42 trader. Not one. She's killing multiples. All right. It's officers. It's officers. RK, I want you to stand by if you don't care. We're going to take a very quick break uh, just so we can kind of get things moving on schedule. We do still have a game and a promotion uh, to do today. We've got Beat the Torpedo coming up, and we want to finish our conversation, our mini-series today, if you will, on officers and crew. Don't go anywhere. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek. We're Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Campbell's Chunky Soup. Now introducing Campbell's Funky Soup, the soup that makes you want to boogie down. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. My, 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 my lawyers hit you so hard. Impeachment's in the graveyard. Thank you for fighting me, shifty, shifting, crazy Nancy. The truth is you both are clowns. The whole country will vote Trump now. Because you lied too much and Trump is a POTUS, you can't touch. I told you fake news. You can't touch this. Hey, you lie for a living and you know you can't touch this. Look at my crowds, man. You can't touch this. You know you let me tweet the funky lyrics. You can't touch this. <laughs> you can't touch this. Uh, yeah. Well, we decided to come back with it, right? Touch this. Oh, Forex. Relax. It's all over the internet. <laughs> That's right. Loot's here just for the ads. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you can't touch this. Hey, welcome in, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. I, I am so surprised. Everybody everybody is so upset about all the politics on this show. Guys, I mean, seriously, there is absolute, there's, this is not politics. This is comedy. This is humor and sketch. 
You guys relax. <laughs> Loot says, I'm just here for the commercials. <laughs> it's satire, Chuck. Thank you very much. I appreciate your comment. Uh, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, listen, we're going to uh, very quickly wrap up with uh, my good friend, Rugged Knight, and uh, shout out. Uh, what, uh, you're on Server 15, of course. You're with me, and uh, you are, uh, I know you've been uh, kind of in and out of the game. You had mentioned uh, here over the last month or two, but uh, what alliance would you like to give a shout out to today? Where are you playing right now, buddy? Uh, right now, I'm hanging out with the uh, Jet Alliance. Jet, man, that is a throwback, isn't it? That was one of the original alliances on the entire server was Jet way back in the day, buddy. Yeah, that that was way back when, when you were actually schooling me on officers because Jet went away for a little while and now it's back, right? Yeah. Yep, they're, uh, they're looking to come back and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, Forks, uh, he says, sorry, just everywhere I look is politics something nowadays. Can't stand either party. Buddy, I'm with you. That's why I like to make fun of everybody, all right? If I, if I do one, I try to make fun of try to make fun of everybody um anyway listen rk so we've talked uh, a little bit about uh pvp and up to the level 28 ships i'd like to get your final consensus on pvp at the level 28 so you've got your sally you were talking about the anti-faction officers and that's what you're using primarily um but that kind of requires you to um that kind of requires you to know who you're targeting right that kind of requires you to know who you're going after what what do you do when there's a system full of you know 25 30 ships and there's just a whole huge variety there do you have a generic pvp that you like to use or do you try to select your targets carefully um ideally you try to select your targets carefully but you know if you can't port if you're looking for maximum effectiveness without really being able to dictate the engagements um, it's still going to be, for me, Kirk, Spock. Um, <clears throat> they provide you the longevity in battle. They provide you mitigation that you don't otherwise have. Um, and to put it mildly, they're the, the original triangle breaker. Okay. So let me ask you this, because that focus or that setup is specifically, and you named it, all right, so mechanically you're using it exactly the way that 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 combo, that that morale crew is designed. You're using it to extend battle. You're using it on the Sally to uh, give yourself a longer life, right? Um, Let me ask you, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, and I'm, I'm certainly not challenging your expertise, but let me ask you, the Sally is known not for its uh, sustainability in battle, but known for its big, bad hits. Is there any benefit, uh, and, I, and I'm only using this with a crew suggestion that was given to me by, by another player, would, would you feel that there would be a stronger benefit toward, toward say, like a Gorkon-Curla combo, you know, knowing that you're not going to last as long, but knowing that you might be able to end the battle sooner? Do you feel absolutely. like there's merit there? Oh, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Gorkon-Curla is definitely the backup or if i need to use both my ships for pvp um i'm definitely putting the explorer crew on the explorer um gork and curla makes the saladin hit ridiculous amounts of damage if you get that lucky roll if you get that crit if you get that hull breach it just it really just puts out a massive amount of damage um and then combined with harrison it's still extremely potent even though you're not getting the one shots that you used to um, other honorable mentions are Carol or one of the officers that uh, are faction-specific. Okay, so if you're taking more, and I'm sorry, guys, I'm losing my voice a little bit. If you're taking more than one ship into battle, 
then you're going to flip this thing up. So if, you, if you're running one ship, then you feel like Sally is the one to go with and you like your Kirk Spock. But if you're going to run multiple ships, if you're going into a foray of ships and you, you're defending a raid, you've got multiple ships in and out and, the, and people swarming all around you, um, you're going to use the appropriate crews. You're going to put morale back onto your Centurion. Um, and you're going to use Gorkon Kurla and, and some other type of comment. Uh, I'm seeing Gregor talk about Khan, who is increasing your chances for a critical hit. What do you think about that, RK? Uh, you got Gorkon and Kurla, which do rely on crits, but would Khan not be an opportunity to kind of hit in there to increase your opportunities at crits? I mean, because they... I don't, I don't think my combat would last long enough for Khan to really come into play. Um even with Gorkin boosting your crit rate to 35% in the first two rounds, you still, there's, there's way too many times I go without a single critical hit in those two rounds. I don't, granted, I don't have Khan promoted heavily because independent credits, but yeah, they're tough. Um, it, it's just he's too little of a boost in this situation, in my opinion. So how long does um, a typical PvP battle last for you? Like when you're studying a, a battle log, what is your Sally, say, going up against um, an Intrepid? Let's say you both take, you know, a fair amount of damage. Let's say you both take, you know, uh, obviously one of you wins, but, you know, 60%, 70% of your hull is gone, all right? It was a good, long, hard-fought battle. How many rounds are you seeing that go? You're still looking generally, uh, in my experience, about five to seven. Five to seven rounds. So, okay. So I guess it also really con kind of depends on who you're hitting, right? If you're hitting a Centurion where there's four shots per round that you're taking, then you've got a better chance at con, uh, you know, helping you with a crit as compared mm-hmm. to a Sally, for example, that's hitting you one time per round and a second time every three rounds. So, uh, you know, you, you again, it comes down to a little bit of strategy. You've got to pick your targets, right? Got to pick your targets. So, uh, okay, cool. Listen, man, uh, we've gone quite some time. We probably need to wrap this thing up. Uh, RK, is there anything that we haven't really touched on here today? And I know we didn't get through all of it. I'm going to have to have you back so that we can talk about PVE in detail. But this will be a great podcast to put up for people who are wanting to kind of get out there and uh, and get their ship dirty a little bit, so to speak. You know, get some dents in it um, and go out there and start kind of joining the galaxy in some PVP. Um, anything that you'd like to wrap up with or point out or anything that we missed or didn't discuss that you would like to make sure is addressed today? Really pay attention to how your officers work. Look at what their abilities do and always focus on officers that either modify by an exact number or modify based on your stats um, rather than modifying based on a percentage of what the ship does. Um, this is especially true if you're looking at damage mitigation officers, uh, because generally speaking, I've found the mitigation stats in general are kind of lacking in terms of what they bring to the table compared to what they show ship power wise and what they use up officer budget wise. Now it could just be because I've been messing around with lower level officers because I've not promoted them, but it really feels to me like if you just take a second and look and see what the the officer says they do, throw that into a combat situation and see how much of a difference that actually makes. It really shows you that some numbers, some officers that seem to really boost ship power don't really do all that much. 
Um, well, I've, whereas I've, officers yeah. that don't affect ship power at all are some of the best officers in the game. I have heard that. I've actually seen that. As a matter of fact, um, our very own Snake Eyes has told me this a, a dozen times. Ship power is extremely deceptive. All right, ship power is deceptive. You're not looking for the biggest numbers, guys. You're looking for the most potent abilities, i.e., abilities of officers, synergy, and why crew becomes so important. This is not just PvP. It's not really just PvE. It's also mining as well, right? Thaderos, I appreciate the, the reminder. Um, and we'll talk more about this on a future episode. But Synergy, it, we'll touch on it here because crew is important. Listen, Synergy is not something to be ignored. Uh, you heard RK talk a little bit about it earlier uh, as far as a Synergy boost, even with the cadets down at the younger, at the younger uh, for the younger players. All of that another time crew, all right, or any uh, officer card that is from the same group is going to share Synergy synergy all right and we'll talk very briefly about this you max your synergy when you use one from each type or one from each uh division so to speak i don't even remember what the word is that they use but one from tactical one from science and one from engineering that's when you get your most synergy but you don't always have to use all synergy right rk there are some combinations out there that um benefit from synergy but you can use a third officer in that third slot that may be better or more important than getting the synergy from somebody else whose ability doesn't do anything for you right absolutely um and that really comes down to officers that have a extremely strong officer ability and how that officer ability plays into the combat theory of your ship so, for instance, prior to the um, combat update, I was running essentially a one-shot Saladin with Harrison. That means I had two different types of crew I'd run. Gorkin Curla, which obviously is for the crits um, and synergizes well with the idea of bypassing the shields for Harrison. Um, the other one, and this one's a little bit more of a unique, because this was also before Pike, is I was running um, Bones Captain with Uhura as to boost synergy, and that was purely to boost Harrison's shield bypass from 60% to about, I think, 81% is what I mathed it out to be, which allowed me to kill a lot of ships that I would not otherwise be able to kill if Gorkin didn't crit. Oh, and guys, listen to him talking about Harrison, as if anybody in the galaxy today even has him. Oh, God. If only I had been able to get that. You know, uh, RK, and, and of course, we communicated at that time. I am still, <laughs> for the record, 13 shards shy. And uh, I can't believe they haven't um, released him now that he's not the overbearing monster he was before well he was he was a monster for a while and i still and i remember i even told you we got a good laugh out of this and guys i mean if you can't laugh at yourself who can you laugh at um i joked with rk back in the day that by the time i realized that i should be getting harrison i had plenty of credits rk you remember do you remember you may not remember did you do you remember what i told you i bought instead of harrison shards yeah didn't you get um Who'd you get? Nobody. Was it Decius? Oh, no. you didn't get anyone. You, no. you got Uncommon. I bought you? Uncommon. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, here is your master educator, the official spokesman for the podcast of the game, and I bought freaking gas. 
<laughs> instead of John Harrison. My God. You know, the things we learn. Let me just tell you guys. All right. Let me just tell you. Uh, when your content creators do a video or, or uh, we do a show about the ability of an officer, say, for example, Paul Zhao, okay? And uh, we were talking about him, right? Have you used him any with your morale crew here, RK? Paul Zhao? I have not. He's still pretty weak for me. Well, I spent every token I had for that event, and I got him to 15. Gregor is in here. You got him all the way up to level 30, didn't you, buddy? He is a beast. Is Gregor still with us? Yeah, at three hundred percent, he's pretty awesome. At three hundred percent, sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big morale booster, and he's just a green officer. So, guys, I, I tell you to heed this education when you listen to this uh, podcast a little bit later. Even if it's six months down the road, some of these officer combinations are still going to be good. Okay, and you need to hear us when we talk about uh, you know the officers that are available and what you should be using, and you need to focus on trying to get to the light at the end of the tunnel with these guys. Now, uh, in the chat room, there's been some discussion about the synergy and RK. We kind of briefly talked about that. Last point, and then we'll wrap up with you for tonight. And I definitely, I hope you you enjoyed. Hope you didn't feel too uncomfortable sharing uh, some of your stuff. I would absolutely love to have you back because guess what, guys? There's a whole section we didn't talk about. It's the whole other side of combat, uh, PVE, and it's totally different, right? You use a completely different crew set, RK. Yeah or no? Oh yeah, I use um, a couple different crew sets depending on what type of PVE target. Well, we're going to get into all of that on another episode because we are almost out of time for tonight. But the last question I've got for you, Rugged Knight, is uh, what are you doing on your lower decks? All right, and, and just kind of summarize it in like 60 seconds. What are you doing on the lower decks with your PvP crew? So lower decks, you want to maximize your stats to 300% if you can. Um, if you don't have prime officers, you probably can't do that on the higher tier ships. So you want to look at the way your ship is fighting combat, the way your officers are set up to engage combat, and maximize to that. So, for instance, my Kirk Spock crew, I'll be maximizing defense stat over the others if I have to make that choice. For my Gork Gorkin one-shot crew, you maximize attack, then health. And you kind of go from there. You base the priority on what you can maximize versus how your ship is supposed to be engaging in combat. Okay. So, guys, there you got it. And this guy has been studying officers. As a matter of fact, RK, you may remember, and it's still in our Discord, this guy um, helped me write. And actually, you had the primary template. I just kind of took it and mathed it up a little bit. But you uh, helped us create our actual officers template. You know, I still use that. I still use it to this day. I keep it up to date. I have all of my officers and all of my strength, uh, and I use that to help me calculate. Now, the if you remember, you know how it was it was helping you calculate the ship bonuses. Uh, that doesn't work anymore because that's changed three times. <laughs> right. <laughs> that part doesn't work anymore. But uh, it still lets you guys uh, be able to sort your officers. Like, for example, how do you know what officer you've got that is the highest attack and then the highest health? Well, uh, there's a tool that Rugged Knight developed. And, uh, you know, maybe once we're off the air, Rugged, with your permission, I'll post it up because it's still on our Server 15 Discord. Heck, it's still public. Uh, if if you're good with it, we'll throw it over here because I don't think it was really ever private. We used it on server 15. And, yeah, uh, I don't see any reason to 
not share it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. Maybe Snake Eyes might be able to pull that out and uh, and pin it up in our announcements room. Uh, yeah, guys, this is a, a pretty proprietary, <laughs> pretty top secret piece of uh, coding here. Now, listen, you there's just something. You need to buy the uh, Prime Spreadsheets pack. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. Listen, there is something you need to know about this spreadsheet. All right. It's custom for what, well, it was custom for what Rugged Knight and I had done way back in the day. So the, the way to do this, and there is some instructions, okay? There's some instructions in our Discord, Snake Eyes. If you're able to find it, uh, grab it with, I think it's in the, our their Server 15 Galaxy chat. It should be pinned, and there is instructions with it because you are going to need to go through and kind of wipe the slate clean. You're going to need to spend 15, 20 minutes one day and go through and follow the instructions to set it up for your crew, all right? Because that was set up for me and Rugged, what, 10 months ago? I mean, we did. We, we set that up probably in February or March, right? They've released so many crews since then. There has been the addition of several crew. But uh, you know what? Let me actually do this, Snake Eyes. Before you throw that up, I'll just send you guys mine because I've been keeping mine up. Now, the only thing it – ha- it'll have all the officers. The only thing you'll need to do then is just change – the the strength because i actually have been keeping it up but i haven't been keeping up the ship bonuses because that is tough now uh well no they changed that too in the combat update didn't they <laughs> so i was gonna say it may still be good for like uh Vaklis and kumari but no it won't it'll be. it'll work for the franklin uh, yeah yeah it, it'll work for pvp on your uh, on your envoy guys <laughs> all right rugged knight ladies and gentlemen my good friend rugged knight officer genius and has been on server 15 for uh over a year uh everybody goes to him with questions and i want to thank you very much uh for being here and uh sharing your expertise and listen uh i don't know if we'll do it sunday or maybe next wednesday i'll get with you on your schedule but i would very much like to have you back for the pve section of this conversation because it's completely different rugged night thank you very much for being here buddy absolutely it was fun Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate that, man. All right, listen, guys, we're going to take our final break of the night. Uh, We are a little bit over on time. Snake Eyes is is prodding me along. We're going to take our final break, and when we come back, beat the torpedo, and we're going to make a winner of up to 1,000 Uncommon. Don't go anywhere. This is Talking Trek, and my name is Ultimate DJs. This is Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Don't go anywhere. This program is made possible in part by a grant from the makers of Resolve Carpet Cleaner. Now introducing Extra Strength Dissolve Carpet Cleaner that cleans your carpet right down to the bare floor. And now in a important message from the Department of Public Education, also known as the DOPE. The coronavirus is not something you catch from drinking Corona beer. We're unsure why health officials gave it such a confusing name, but please be advised that if you're feeling sick from downing Coronas, it's purely because you have a drinking problem. You should also be wary of other product-related illnesses, as there's no such thing as Popeye's chicken pox, the fireball flu, the Heineken head cold, Budweiser bronchitis, or sangria strep throat. So if you wake up feeling natty lightheaded or suffering from Kahlua cramps, don't get nervous. Get a life. For more information, visit us on our website at dope.edu. And please, get your shit together.
Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, gosh. I, you know, you guys would not believe that I am, in fact, a radio professional. <laughs> Do you believe it? Do you really believe it? <laughs> no, you're right. Uh, I am. <laughs> Omicron says no. I don't believe it. No, not a bad day in the office. As a matter of fact, no no day in the office. Today was my day off. But, yeah, no. I, I will tell you this. You know what? Snake Eyes is funny, okay? I am used to having a producer. All right? My show at the time was was pretty big, right? Uh, but I do like picking my own music. I had to stop for the night. Yeah, little eagles right there. So, yeah, I always did have a producer. I just had to sit back there and, and do my show. I didn't have to hit all the buttons all by myself. <laughs> oh, chick. Yeah, there, there's too many buttons in here. <laughs> I've always had a producer. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. You want, Yeah, you want it? Okay, hang on one second. Welcome to the Hotel yeah. What do you mean it's not covered by ASCAP? Yes, it is. I looked it up. <laughs> I did. I looked it up. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll be done with that. Also, Truckin' Chick, she sent me a message earlier today. She, so, okay, Gala is not here right now. There was a long conversation. No, that wasn't a long conversation. There was just a conversation very briefly in uh, discussing uh, Gala's eating habits. I don't even know how this came up, okay? So she's talking about uh, all the junk food that she eats, right? All the chocolate and, and somebody. I don't even know how it came up. She talked about how she loved uh, Big Macs from McDonald's, and that sparked a whole conversation on the official Discord about Big Macs. And then it got, it got in my head, and I went and had a Big Mac for lunch. All right, and I even sent her a picture. So after the conversation died down, I posted it back on the official Discord, a picture of my Big Mac sandwich today, and that redid the conversation. And um, then uh, Truck and Chick, she was like, uh, yeah, I want to hear I want to hear the Big Mac jingle. And so I, f- I had to go on YouTube. McDonald's Big Mac. This it's is from 1974. There are two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, <laughs> cheese, pickles, and onions on a sesame seed bun. Uh, Seven great ingredients working together to make one great taste. Yeah. Two all-beef patties, special sauce, cheese, lettuce, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Get the idea? Two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and a sesame seed bun. It's your McDonald's Big Mac. You've got to taste Commercials it. were really different. Different back then. Two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and a sesame seed bun. Two all beef patties. <laughs> Let me say a few words about. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, the podcast today is sponsored by the, the Big Mac. This poor kid. That poor kid. Listen, this commercial, would you guys believe this commercial? Cheese, pickles, onions, lettuce. Jesus, this poor kid. Oh, what am I saying? <laughs> he doesn't even know. All right, that's enough. All right, we're enough. Uh, yeah, that's it. We're done. We're done with the Big Mac. Uh, Sinclair, you remember that commercial, man? I got your mics turned up. You were you were alive and watching TV when that commercial came out. You remember this? Oh gosh, yeah. That commercial was released in 1974, which, ladies and gentlemen, makes that commercial 46 years old. 46. I remember that commercial. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good one right there. Uh, it aired up until last week, Snake Eyes says. 
Uh, and it, they were called the Golden Arches. Yeah, the Golden instead Arches. Instead of McDees or something. Well, now the Golden Arches are still referred to, at least up until recently. I mean, I know that they've they've referred to them as the Golden Arches even in, uh, you know, recently. So, anyway, uh, Cass says she wasn't even thought of yet. Yeah, in 1974, neither was I. I, I was close. All right, close, but not not quite. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Snake Eyes is just going to absolutely kill me. Uh, you know what? Uh, let me ask you guys this while we've got a minute or two. <laughs> let me use more time, Snake Eyes. All right. Um, we're getting ready to hit the two-hour mark, okay? And Snake Eyes has actually talked about this um, because we have had consistent conversation, right, that two hours is too long for a podcast. We know that uh, even when we look at the listenership, when we're looking at the statistics, it, it's proven. All right? You guys don't enjoy the two-hour episodes, I think, as much as you know the shorter episodes the one hour the 90 minutes for a podcast I, I know being in here live is different you guys are jazzed and it's live and you can interact and and it's fun uh welcome vulcan death grip uh first time tuning into the live podcast appreciate you being here it's a lot of fun um but listening back to it is a little bit different so uh yeah omicron says we have short attention spans let me ask you guys this when you're listening live would you rather do longer content and then we can break it up like we'll we'll make it part one and part two when we release it on the podcast is that something that uh, that you like fatero says the sidetracking goes on too long that does happen squirrel squirrel that's that's my attention span right now. Right now. Yeah. Day says no, this is too long. I get it. I do. I get it absolutely. So maybe maybe we uh, we try to longer. Do, yeah, Gregor says just do the giveaway and skip all the rest. So okay, well that's <laughs> thanks, Gregor. I appreciate your your subtle comment in text instead of speaking it out loud. You afraid you're gonna hurt my feelings? Well, it did look uh, like the push the people, talk. Uh, uh, a lot of people went up with it past him for a game. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people do tune in just for the game, but we we make them we make them suffer, right? We don't, we don't do it. Uh, Skippy says I listen to a podcast More like every torture every. <laughs> thank you for the God, you guys. There's absolutely zero respect on this show. Uh, Skippy says you listens to a podcast every day that is five hours. Goodness gracious. Um, Forex says he's uh, he's ready to go to bed. Omicron says split the podcast into three segments, thirty minutes each, and release one every single day. Oh, oh, I guess maybe we could look at that. I don't know. Well, we'll look at we'll do some testing with it, and Snake Eyes. Maybe we can we can do some polling and see uh, what some of the research says about uh, publishing the podcast. I don't have any problem uh, doing it, you know, and 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 breaking it up for a segment every single day. But I, I feel like. That would get mundane too, right? I don't know. Yeah, polling. <laughs> All right, uh, Snake Eyes, we got people that are ready to go to bed. Let's play the game. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the game is Beat the Torpedo. Beat the Torpedo. Welcome in to the folks who are listening here for the very first time today. Beat the Torpedo is a brand spanking new game, and the official rules are in our announcements room, all right? Uh, so there's more than one way to get qualified, and what you're playing for here tonight is not only an opportunity to be qualified to win a free warship of level 26, 28, or 32, but you also are playing tonight for up to 1,000 in uncommon materials. All right, I'm using the random number generator right now. It has generated a number, and Snake Eyes, it is on its way to you right now. If you would, please find us a winner, and I'll explain the rules while you are finding our winner. See, what's going to happen tonight is we've got five torpedo tubes. Each one is loaded with a very specific number of uncommon materials, a pre-designated number. You're guaranteed 
that have at least 100 and no more than 1,000. All right, Thatteros says we should pin the rules to that channel. I believe it was, wasn't it? I thought it was pinned. Snake Eyes might be able to help me out with that. Five different torpedo tubes. You get to choose one. If you choose the torpedo tube, one through five, then it's going to have a pre-designated number of uncommon materials. Guaranteed 100, max 1,000. You're not guaranteed 1,000, though. All right, you might pick a tube that only has 500. But we're going to read incremental numbers in an increasing fashion, and you must tell me to stop. All right, you got to tell me to stop, and you'll win the last number that I read. However, if the torpedo explodes, then you win nothing. All right, you'll win nothing. So you got to stop me. And you got to see how far you're going to push your luck. Death Dealer. <laughs> Death Dealer. Wow, that was loud. Death Dealer. Server 15, welcome into the show. Death Dealer, are you ready to play Beat the Torpedo? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, he says. All right. Up to 1,000 uncommon could be yours, Death Dealer. All you got to do is pick a torpedo. Torpedo tube number one through five. Which one would you like? Number three. Number three, he picked torpedo tube number three. Ladies and gentlemen, let me open the envelope. Oh, I didn't get it. Okay, there we go. All right, torpedo number three is loaded. I'm going to read incremental numbers. You tell me when you want to stop, and you, and you win the last amount that I read. Are you ready to play? Let's get it on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Beat the Torpedo is here. Here we go. Torpedo tube number three. Here we go, Death Dealer. 100. 170. 240. 390. 410. Stop. 410, ladies and gentlemen. That's where he's at right now. 410. 410. Not bad. All right, Death Dealer. I'm writing you down right now. 410 is what you're going to win. You'll have an opportunity to choose the assortment of Uncommon that you want in private message. And uh, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear how far it would have gone? Yeah. Yeah, let me hear how bad I've lost by <laughs> Well, listen. I can already tell. <laughs> I, I do want to say this, okay? And I, I have intentionally not named your alliance because as I open... Now, I do want to say this before I say anything else. This is a completely transparent game, all right? These torpedo tubes were emailed to Panic earlier this afternoon. We only get one shot to play, all right? They were emailed to Panic earlier this afternoon. The numbers are there. So you want to see how high it goes? <laughs> Should I? I'm probably going to stuck out two more or three more seconds. Yeah. All right. Here we go. We'll see. 410. 5.60. 5.70. 6.90. 9.40. 1.000. Ladies and gentlemen, it oh. was the 1,000 number tube. Oh, 
Oh my god. Death dealer, that's all right. You got 41% of the potential prize and uh, congratulations yeah. to you. That's that's still pretty good, man. Yeah. <laughs> Herky, Herky the Hawk, you still, percentage-wise, you, uh, you've you actually done a little bit better, right? Didn't you get like 73% of yours, I think, Herky? Thanks, guys. And yeah, it's just my luck. Yeah, that's all right. Hey, listen, your luck was that your number was drawn and you are 410 Uncommon Richer. All right, 410 Uncommon Richer. So, Death Dealer, appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for playing. It was the tube that had 1,000, but that's okay. It's going to reset next time. You are entered to win a level 28, a level 26, or a level 32 faction ship. Death Dealer, what's your ops level right now? 30. Death Dealer is ops 30, which means that you are in that sweet spot right there. You'll have an opportunity to win a level 28 faction ship. What are you already running with right now? Do you have one? Uh, yeah, just the Sally. You got the Sally. So if you were the winner, which one are you going to win? Which one are you going to take? You take a second Sally. Bortus. Ooh, a Bortus. Very good. The Klingon battleship. Very good choice. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, beat the torpedo. It's here. And these people are winning big time. Now, listen. Snake Eyes is absolutely right. If you want to speed it up, and it's actually 33, Snake Eyes, the official rules say that you may advance a bracket if your ops is confirmed by the time we do the giveaway. So if you wanted to speed to 33, which I don't recommend, by the way, <laughs> but if you wanted to speed to 33, then you would be entered to win the 33 ship. It's based on your ops level at the time of the giveaway. All right, so you could speed to 33 and win nope. a level 32 ship. It could happen. Ladies and gentlemen, Beat the Torpedo is on and popping. The official rules are in the announcements room. Snake Eyes will make sure and put that up for you. Hope you guys had a wonderful evening. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for being with me and uh, putting up with all of the drama <laughs> that happens during one of my podcasts. That's why you guys love it, though. I appreciate it. Guys, thank you all for being here. Snake Eyes, your executive producer. Thank you, Wicked Witch, being here. Theros, thank you. Ronan, Corgana, Omicron, The Haggis, Vulcan, Herky Hawk, Chuck. Appreciate you guys all being here. Thank you for tuning into the show. My name is Ultimate DJs, and this is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Don't forget the promotions part of this. Gosh, we forgot. The questions for Panic Room is open. He's going to be here in one week, ladies and gentlemen, February 12th. Get your questions in. Love Letters to Panic open for a couple of more days. Email talkingtrekstfc at gmail.com. Make sure you get those love letters in. Amazon support link in the episode description as well as a PayPal link. Guys, that's it. I think I got it. The after party room is open if you want to hang out and have a good time. And that's it. Happy Wednesday night. I'll see you guys Sunday. My name is Ultimate DJs. Talking Trek has been recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across all platforms for podcasts. And this is Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. See you later on. Bye-bye.